Good evening and welcome to The Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my blue-eyed, pale-faced friend, Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? Well, thank you, Nagy. <laughs> I'm, I'm well. I'm still a bit, uh, you know, perplexed yes. from the weekend, but, but well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm a bit too. Look, here at the Jazz, we talk everything Newcastle Knights and NRL at the moment. Uh, anything to get us away from talking about the Newcastle Knights solely. Um, Liam, do you have our sponsors there for this week? I do. Sponsors for this week are Port Stephen City Council's $10,000 anthrax proof letter Let, opener. Yep, yep. Great uh, the chipped Ayers Rock, uh The chipped paint job, rather, on the Ayers Rock service station at Tea Gardens. And the time that Zach Lachlan kicked a hole in the wall of the house he was renting and blamed it on Kelly Wilson's golf clubs. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, I, I would like to blame Kelly Wilson on that too. I blame Kelly Wilson for a lot of things in my life. Oh, now, but now, did Zach blame the clubs themselves as though they were sentient or did he say Kelly did something with the clubs? Oh, no, no, no. He 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 kicked the hole through the wall mm-hmm. uh, and then realising I'm going to have to pay for this hole because it was a holiday house, um, decided to get the clubs... Uh, which was which were in the same room and just lean them into the hole as if when no one was home, they'd fallen into the wall and created the foot hole. <laughs> now I don't play much golf, but they're not too heavy. It was enough to fool the uh, to, to fool the uh, the person. Was oh, this paid off? Huh? This actually paid off. It worked. Well, Zach didn't have to pay for the full uh, cost of All it. Right. I think they split it between the four of them. Okay. So it was enough. Yeah. Well done, Zach. Well done, Zach. Good stuff. Yes. Um, uh, sorry, Liam, you're, I've interrupted you. No, I've interrupted you. No, uh, should we do first sips? First sips, of course, as we always do. First sips to our beautiful uh, Ross Dog, the Ross man. Dog. Uh, for Mine Bianco. We for Mine Bianco. Uh, we White Lightning. White Lightning. Well, I believe re-signed. I think it was broken in Newcastle Sunday, the new Sunday publication. Yeah, look, at that. they're probably looking for something to jump on, I think. And I, I think he's in talks. I'm not sure if he has actually put pen to paper yet. I didn't actually read the article. I knew you. Or the headline. I just saw a picture of him. You like to break news. <laughs> that, that isn't, isn't real. News. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real. Um, yes, no, look. Your no. whole like basis of where you get your news from is you you scroll through a news like a news feed and see like photos of people and then, and then make up my own make stories up, about them. <laughs> yeah, you think, well, if they're happy in the photo, they must have re-signed. It's really entertaining, actually. It's great. <laughs> uh, now, as is tradition, uh, I'd ask that you please be upstanding for the National Anthem of Australia. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Our producer, Elliot, has uh, recently been looking into a career as a puppeteer. I think he's just looking to pick up some tips and hints. Uh, he also has a bit of a uh, checkered past as a ventriloquist, which is... Uh, <laughs> he did. You've heard of puppetry of the penis? He did ventriloquism of the penis. <laughs> did it was not, horrifying. Didn't go down well. No, no. All right, no, Liam. All. Now, we've been putting off doing this. Uh, <laughs> Can we do, put it off more? A little bit more. No, the Tigers no. game. Now, look, this where it was fifteenth, which we were off the bottom, off the bottom, and uh, and we we're playing the last place Tigers, uh, and at at home, after being robbed by several several games before, we should have got the wins. All for, games, all that games we've lost, and um, and our form was decent for where we were in the season, better than the Tigers. Packed house, twenty thousand fans in there. It was mining day as well. Mining day, which. Is more of a marketing significance than really anything else. I it know, is, every, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's an important part of the town 
Yeah, but we still realise that outside of the day, I we think. Do. Yeah, we anyway. Do. Anyway, but it was a significant day. There was lots of families there. 20,000 fans coming to watch you. All they wanted was two points on the board. And what did we give them? A shit sandwich. An absolute shit show. It was, It was. wasn't it just... It was... Dib- I mean, I, I've got to be quite honest with you now. I didn't actually watch the game. I was listening to it on the uh, on the transistor in the car. I was driving out dr- west. You were driving out west to see a lovely girl. I was, I was. And I was listening to it on... Uh, 2HD, beautifully pro- produced by former guests of the Jazz, Nick Blanche. Um, uh, mate, every passing second of that game, I wanted more and more to veer into the oncoming lane. Like 110 <laughs> down the highway, and every road train I saw, every big semi, I was like, God, it's, it'd be so easy. Just to go to the wheels. It'd be so easy. Wardle's missed another tag. Oh, God, it'd put me away, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was just just ridiculous. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all by anyone's standards. And it showed that uh, uh, for the reaction. Uh, by the fans. I think they got booed off at halftime. 20 nil. Yes. And I have been to a lot of Knights games in my time. I've never seen them be booed off I before. never have heard of that even happening. Yeah. The Knights getting booed off. And there's a team that's won two spoons in a row and we still never booed them off. We've always had this, I don't know, this pit of our stomach hope, but that really, we built that up to be something special. And just like what we've done previously, when we put ourselves under pressure, uh, we crumble. You know what? It was the bloody media. The bloody media, <laughs> no, the NRL media unit, labelling it the Battle of the Spoon. Well, that is the well, it was. It was. I mean, they were right. That was. A, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny when they came out. And said, oh, we're really sorry. We shouldn't be calling it the Battle for the Spoon. Where the NRL, blah blah blah. I thought it was really funny that they got a Battle for the Spoon. I'm like, I think the, the Tigers have got a few more wins in them this season. Like, oh, yeah. I thought even if we beat them, then like we we still would have struggled to well, not that's get the it. Spoon. I mean, I think it was more a an apology to the Tigers and a veiled. We know you're going to get it to the Knights. Yes. Yeah. It was apology to, yeah, to the Tigers, to the Sydney club, which they got to w- watch out for. Um, where were we? Hats off. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna get, actually, I got a hats off. Mum. i going to give a hats off to me, Mum. Now, avid listeners of the show will remember last week I made a disparaging uh, joke at my mother's expense. You called her an idiot. Once. I called my mother an idiot. Now, she, uh, now, like to put it in context, she's Canadian and idiot may as well be. Something much oh, worse. Oh, it's a terrible word. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love my mum to bits. She's an absolute saint. And, you know, those jokes shouldn't be made about okay. people who don't deserve it. Okay. So, hats, hats off to mum. For being... Didn't know she actually listened to the show, so thank you for listening, <laughs> mum. And I uh, love you to bits. Thanks, Linda. Do you have um, a hats off, Nagy? I, well, my hat's off... Uh, well, this, I've, I've just gotten your notes that says, Mum. <laughs> I don't want to serve hats off to my mum. Uh, not just not that. Oh, she gave it. you a fuel card. She did give me a That's fuel really card. I remember week. she gave the Joust our first ever meat tray. She did. Okay. That no, we no, ate no, 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 joust, no. So hats off to mum. No, no. Day. Look, um, play. Go back to the Knights. As well. <laughs> Jamie Bureau uh, got my hats off. Bureau of the Fuhrer. It was um, hard enough just finding one hats off amongst the players to share. Yeah. So. Look, he's he's probably like the only one that like I thought when he came on the field because he didn't come on. Um, until much much later in the in the piece and um, yeah, when did he come? Well, there was already there were, there were already fourteen points down or, or, or like a couple of tries in. Um, yeah, by the time they brought him on, so it's not like he could have really and like it wasn't given much in, in that um, in that um, in that half to to do much better. That's it. He wasn't oh, given oh, much oh. buzzing. But LED, getting that. Sorry about that little interruption there, guys. Uh, oh, we heard some buzzing. Apparently, I have radioactive blood. <laughs> yes, and I have a bee in my bonnet. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> about the night's bloody performance. Yes, but look, Jamie Bureau, I thought, uh, played played well enough um, uh, for his limited time on the field. Um, 
almost wish he started a hooker uh, after David, Danny Levi's efforts. Uh, which we'll jump straight in, but hat's back on. Liam, your hat's back on. Jeez, who do you give it to? I've got to give it to the Knights' right edge defence as a unit. Yeah, look, I know they were, you know, chopped and changed with the injury to Brendan Elliott before the game. Or not before the game, but at some point before the game. And, you know, they were brought in as an unfamiliar unit, bringing Wardle in. But it just, Moses Suley had a field day. Every time he touched the bloody ball, he was getting in and around those guys. And it just seemed like they were scoring at will every time they went down that side. So that's my hat's back on. Yeah, look, my hat's back on goes to a is split, split, split in half this week. And it could be split 17 ways, really. Um, but uh, my it goes to especially the first half, like probably the first half of uh, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, a player that I think has done very well this season and is in, on the improve. But I think um, when we're already on the back foot, we're moving like they had all the momentum. Very silly shit in the ruck. Like like stuff that, very reserve grade stuff when you don't have all these cameras pointing at you. But like he wasn't getting, even getting away with it on with the on-field referee. It was like, you know, a player goes to play the ball and him kicking, kicking his hand and stuff like that. That we just don't need. It's just rudeness, really. Poor footballing <sighs> etiquette. It's just stuff that, look, if you're a very, very good, experienced player, you can do that stuff and never get noticed for it. Hands on the ball, you know, just knees uh, as you're getting back up. But, like, it, this, it wasn't wasn't clever and it wasn't it wasn't helping a situation at all. Uh, look, Hindering, it, even. Yes, very much so. And Danny Levi's just mistakes. Uh, there was a very costly one with a, a pop-out offload from Josh Starling and he just drops a cold. Stuff like that. Like, if they're in, in the scheme of things, small errors, uh, small potatoes, if you will. Um, little potatoes. Little potatoes. And they're um, two players who have been doing quite well this season. I mean, I guess they obviously were due for a bad performance, but still, they're two players who we've been bigging up quite regularly. If look, you like using the term bigging up, we've been... You know, throwing plaudits their way and whatnot, and now they go ahead and shit on us like this. I don't think bigging up's a term, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> it I think a- I heard a rapper use it once. Well, this is also coming from a guy that referred to earlier uh, as <laughs> golf clubs as golf sticks, which uh, I think. Uh, uh, now, I was correcting Nagy, who incorrectly referred to them as golf cues. <laughs> so we were both in the wrong. <laughs> That uh, yeah, that sponsor intro t- took us about fifteen minutes to write right. while we googled what is the correct name of golf. We struggle with implements with, with just you know, English terms, just basic words, basic words. Should we talk about the game more though? Look, Danny Levi and and, uh, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon, rocks and diamonds performances. Obviously, Lachlan Fitzgibbon scores a try. Danny Levi nearly scores a try. Does some very good things. But uh, but uh, like their mistakes really cost us. As they well, were so more telling their errors. That's why it was a uh, hats on. Liam, I heard you went to the country. Uh, I did, I did. I did, and you you saw some films as well. I did. I watched some films. They're very good films, actually. Risky Business. First time you saw Risky. I've never business. seen Risky Business before. Now it, it is a great movie. A classic. It's a great movie. It's actually a documentary about me putting ten bucks on the Knights to beat West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys. Yeah, but seriously, actually, a masterpiece of filmmaking. I Thank you to my housemate Sean. You don't expect in Risky Business that, any of it. That well, you know the basic storyline, but I tell you, you forget that. Uh, Tom Cruise is in it, like a, I guess you could call it a rom com, like you know, like a sort of light hearted eighties comedy that uh, that you're gonna see some full frontal nudity from a lady, like you know what I mean, like and it's uh, well, it's not probably full, it's, suge- young it's, it's too, suggested, it's suggested, it's yes. suggested, it's more, but like it's something that's surprising. I believe the guy uh, who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, he's also in it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't his career take off? After no, that? it did not. <laughs> it's, Him and it's Tom stagnated. really hit Hollywood hard, didn't they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He had Revenge of the Nerds, and he had, and Tom Cruise had an illustrious, multi-million-dollar career. He did mm. in uh, the Impossible Mission, I think it was called. 
And the <laughs> sorry, I was sipping wine. I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> it's quite all right. So uh, now we have this week uh, the dogs. Yeah, look, if there's one team who are playing worse football than us at the moment, it might be the dogs. Yeah, well, it I've, may well be the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think it was someone uh, mentioned the stat uh, that the Rabbitohs this week. Um, scoring 42 points, has scored more points than the Dogs have in their previous six rounds. Oh, that's a good stat. So that's good stat. It's well, it's a good stat for us because for us, very good. Yeah, because we're going to Belmore, the heart of the Bulldogs, uh, and much organised crime. Their <laughs> their ancestral home, both actually organised crime and, yeah, and uh, uh, the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs. Uh, but but like we 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 on paper have been scoring more points than them. So we should be in with a chance. We should have beaten them when they came here. We played them oh, at home that night game. They scored that try on 39 minutes, 59 seconds. To mm. But we over the line, we broke their line so often. And, we, you know, it was the, the Matty Atia and, and the Gagai one. Uh, it was just like, just, um, you know, was it like, you know, the ball's over the line with a hand on it, but it was just, you know, millimetres away that was costing us. Um, Separated so, by mere atoms. Yes, and and atoms made up of distance, <laughs> made up of separation. Yes. No, um, sorry, I got to stop drinking wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but like we, your I family are worried about you. We 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 can beat them, uh, I think, uh, with the exception of um, which we have to speak about. The teams has already been rele- released. They have. Trent Hogerson yes. is back playing number six with Jalen Airport. Forward Feeney. Like, yeah, thanks to Daniel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, <laughs> funniest comment of the week. We've never given this award before, but funniest <laughs> comment of the week is uh, Jalen Feeney's forward, sorry, big fucked forward has been announced as a new airport for Newcastle. <laughs> uh, I think that was hilarious. But yeah, no, look, I think if we are going to beat Canterbury, yeah. they are really playing shit house at the moment. We need to be less shit house. That's true, yeah. It was that's a, very a, true. But that seems like very hard for the Knights at the moment. Well, we could say this has been like all season. We need to play less shit house than we than we have been. That look uh, the the problem is going forward. What the, the I oh, this is a big mumbling of words. I think there has been a lot of jumpings of the gun after this Tigers game. Sure, we, it was the next game, like the next team up that we should have beaten. But I think we've been in close contact with the Dragons, who are in the eight, with Manly, who are in the eight. I think we play better against better sides. Cronulla, who are in the four. Manly, Cronulla, both in the four, actually. Yeah, so so these are teams that we're playing well against. And, you know, so we should have, could have, would have won, but we didn't. But we should have, could have, would have won, but we didn't. And um, we we nearly beat the Bulldogs before. It's not... Look, we have nine games left. That's a lot of games. And I think everyone sees 17 rounds in and everyone just goes, well, that's the, the end of the season. Over, blah, blah, the season's blah. over and like the eight's already sewn and up. We're and we're dissecting teams. the season already when there's a large, some would say maybe one full third. One full third of, of the, the season, season to is go. Left. Yeah. And it's it, by no way over. I know it's always around this time people just start talking. Like you know, like the Storm now are $2.85 favourites to win. Can you believe that? $2.85 favourites. That is... A bargain. It's a great. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get on that myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, pop into the pub on the way home. <laughs> but uh, like, uh, unlike that, yeah, it's just it's crazy to think that you can't still have a, a solid run into the finals. Surely not from a Newcastle point of view. But like, let's just say, like, what would you consider from Newcastle point of view a successful season from here on in? Would it be um, if we won three of our last nine? I think three or four of three or four of nine is. Would be considered a very good finish to the season. Yeah, yeah, well, well, they're we, remarkable. Like, so it, it, like I don't know why, like a Brian McGuigan came out. We might discuss this in the pointy end. We'll discuss we? this in the pointy end. What a dick! Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 pointy head right around his 
head. He looks like a Disney Penis. villain. Brian McGuigan, like you know, like one of the shit ones too. No, like like some sort of sorcerer, some evil sorcerer oh, yeah, that yeah. would like invite children in. Uh, <laughs> pedophile. Not that, not necessarily. I wasn't saying a pedophile, but something like someone just had evil in. He's a witch te- from Hansel he was and to, Gretel. He would just bake them in a pie or something like that. Mm. That's what sort of sorcerers do. <laughs> like, I think so. Yeah, and bakers. Bakers. He was an evil yeah. baker from a Disney movie. Uh, yeah. Look, so we'll, we'll discuss this in the pointy end as well as Liam's male sex. So stick around for the second half. Back of the second half of the joust. Uh, now, Liam, the pointy end. The pointy end of the joust. Yes, the pointy end. Big now, pointy end this week. Now, the uh, contentious point, uh, I think, uh, was the inclusion of... Uh, there was, look, there was a big change-up in the spine uh, for that game against, against the Tigers. And uh, the biggest one was the dropping of uh, Brock Lamb, the lamb chop. The chop. Now, got the chop. He, the lamb chop got the chop. Um, and uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Uh, do you think that was that was warranted? Look, it was a it was a somewhat perplexing option of the two halves that have been playing Jalen Fearing and Brock Lamb. Lamb had clearly been uh, the better half. He'd been playing a lot better, and he'd been showing some serious signs of improvement in his game, especially around his kicking game, which uh, was starting. I was starting to see a lot of promise in his kicking game, and then you know I think they brought Hodginson in for a bit of a, a steadying role, but uh, we kind of went back to the very same poor kicking game that. Uh, Brock Lamb was showing in the first couple of rounds where, you know, you've got the back three tagging on the full every time. It was kind of once Tedesco was ruled out, I saw a bit of hope. I was like, look, if we can get the kicking game pretty good, their back three won't have as much effect. But, you know, it was an odd one, but you kind of have to consider it in the in the manner that Brock Lamb and Trent Hodkinson are a similar style of half. They're the more controlling half, whereas Feeney is the off the cuff. Structured. Wherever. They're the structured half. So I don't know if... The Hodkinson-Lamb-Halves combo is something that Brown was willing to give a go because they are sort of the similar playmakers who you would have playing with a more off-the-cuff player. So Yeah, and the, the problem lies uh, with this is because you could argue that this didn't work in the first, you know, eight rounds when Hodkinson first got dropped. Um, that was coming off Hodkinson-Lamb. Uh, that was the issue. You know, that was the problem that we didn't see much success early on. So maybe it was that we needed to, to not go back to that combination. But it was, uh, but it, but it was odd. It was a definitely odd. I think everyone thought when they're going to change up the house pairing that Jalen Feeney uh, was going to get dropped. Now Jalen, I don't know what it is with with Nathan Brown and his. I guess you could say he's hard on for for Jalen Feeney. Like it's, it's uh, like why why is it uh, why does he like this player so much? That's that's really shown us not much. Um, no, he hasn't. He's I mean he's shown the odd flashes of good. I I don't know if I'd say flashes of brilliance. He's shown some flashes of good, but I don't think he's really in the Knights' long term planning, which is interesting that he's getting so much game time. I think he's kind of I, I what I can gather, Brownie's kind of put him in there. Under the idea that, look, mate, you're playing for a contract now, yeah. which I think is what Brownie's really establishing across the whole squad. He's like, look, we got, I read today, 18 players off contract. Yeah. So I think Brownie's really laying it down and saying, look, you're playing for contracts. So you have to establish, you have to impress. And I think Feeney, especially, hasn't really done that. No, not at all. And like when he said, like in the press conference after the, uh, the St. George game, and he said, look, some of these players may not be future um, first graders. And I think everyone thought he was talking about Jalen Feeney. 
and to include him back in the side um, with, uh, with, with, with Hodko, which was someone that we all thought that uh, w- might never play first grade again. It was a surprise. Um, but but then you've got as well, Nagy, the double-edged sword of saying that these aren't first grade players. Now, you take a player like Jalen Feeney. If you say he's off contract, he's playing for a contract, obviously you give him a fair bit of game time to try and prove himself worthy of that contract. However, if he's not playing well enough, to be considered a lock to be signing a contract, then obviously he's not really playing well enough to be in the starting side. So you're playing someone who's not playing well enough to be in the starting side in order for him to prove that he's playing well enough to be in the starting side. <laughs> and he's gone ahead and proven, I don't think that he's good enough to be in the starting side. Oh, I've just gone cross-eyed. Sorry, that was... Uh, that's quite all right. Is like a self They weren't... Your eyes weren't too straight to start, <laughs> Nagy, so that's, you know... That's worrying. I wouldn't be too worried about it. <laughs> I'd be very worried about it. But sure. I think also the other thing... Brock Liam has played a lot of footy with Jack Cogger. Now, they've played a lot of halves together. And so when uh, Brownies dropped Brock Liam to the ISP... I think he's gone to him and said, look, I want you to play a bit with the cog. Uh, get a bit of that confidence back. You <laughs> Can you hear the wheezing in your own voice? Yes, <laughs> yes. No, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm a fat man. I'm aware of that, Nagy. We all are. I can hear it so well through my headphones. It's just a little, every time you breathe in. Whistle. Whistle. Yeah, but I think another part of it was that, yeah, Brownie wanted to put uh, Brock Lamb back to play with someone who's played with a lot and get a bit of that confidence back in his game. Because he's a confidence player. I did hear that uh, Brock Lamb, uh, one of Brock Lamb's good friends, is currently in hospital with an injury uh, that's keeping him there. It's quite serious. So there was talks of maybe Brock Lamb is down on his own confidence. Um, because you know that he's he's got a close friend that's ha- suffered a football related injury, so that could ha- that could play. There could be some behind the scenes um, uh, reasons why Brock Lamb, by his own admission, uh, just isn't isn't where he should be at this point. And the thing about that that I hope doesn't happen is like I, there's all this talk about you know footy players are professionals, blah blah blah. They should be able to you know handle anything and still turn up. Yeah, still turn up, still play amazingly. Look. They're still human beings. I mean, at the end of the day, if your mate's in hospital, you ha- you're going through a tough time, seeing him go through a tough time. There's not too many ways to get around that and come out and be amazing yeah. while you're kind of going through a bit of your own personal hell. He did play to, He did play in the ISP, uh, the reserve grade. and Got a win, didn't they? Got a win. Uh, yeah. And there was there was talks of uh, him and Cogger playing well, playing well together. And you think, well, if you've got these players um, that, that, that are there and playing well in a good combination put him in first grade. You know, Lamb and the cog. Doesn't that sound like a good cop, bad cop routine? Well, yeah, the, the the cog and the wheel. The cog and the lamb. Lamb shop, and the cog. The lamb and the... Yeah, we haven't got much with that. No, <laughs> we'll just leave that work one in, yeah. work in progress. It's a work in progress. We'll take it Not out. Not a very good one. We'll take it out in post. Now, uh, but Nagy, the other thing in the pointy end, we've got to discuss, and we have to discuss this, is Brian McGuigan. We, we touched on him before. First of it, all, who is this dickhead <laughs> and where the hell's he come from? Well, it, like, by all accounts, when you, when you hear Brian McGuigan talk... And uh, that he's just, it's just. Is he from McGuigan's Wines? Yes, the same, the the one the and the same. same, the very same wine in which we're drinking. No, it's not. Uh, I'm watching Jacob's Creek. We're, we're far too poor to, to buy local wine. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but like, th- this is a man that's a bit of a uh, like. It's amazing that he's a chairman of the Knights because uh, he is. Look, he's a bit of an embarrassment. We got wind of uh, something that happened during the Canberra game when we had that win at home. And something that probably he holds on to uh, 
very strongly. Uh, like that that whole like all oh, the teams winning, we're beating a team that we that were you know the qualifying finalist um, last year, and that he went down to uh, Ricky Stewart. Uh, still with 10 minutes to play when the game was still in the balance and gave him a bit of, bit of, bit of the old like well like it was Ricky's Ricky's on the sideline Ricky doesn't coach up in the box Ricky coaches on the sideline and he went down to him and gave him a bit of a bit of a head rub and a bit of a bat on the chest and a bit of a how about this look at this and Ricky told him to you know F off mate like you know as I would have done myself that's dickish at best it's, and it's embarrassing at worst it's on par with Nazism and I think I think what like is Rich, uh, Richard King this morning um, on 11.43 uh, 2HD in the mornings wonderful uh, station it is uh, uh, gave, like had an interview with uh, Brian McGuigan and uh, and this interview sort of came also off the back of like you know Numerous callers saying like, "Oh, they should sack the coach," and "Oh, they should sack the coach," because everyone listened to eleven forty three. Besides me, is uh, well into their sixties. And me, and we're, <laughs> we're really bringing that average down, Nagy. <laughs> yeah, we're the outliers, but mm. sure. But um, but but it was the same thing, and like they built this up to be this narrative, like, "Oh, they should sack the coach," or oh, "Why is the coach still there?" They should sack him. He's not done anything. This is his second year. Yada 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 yada. So it was like heads should roll. And being the chairman of the Knights, um, it's it's strange that he distanced himself. From from responsibility himself, like this is someone that also uh, gave the confidence in the coach in the first place and backed this this um, sort of rebuilding period. I guess you could could, could say like a, I'm sick of using that term, but it is. And it was never going to be uh, 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 like it's not a season that we had all these stars coming into the side. We're effectively playing with the same team that we played with last year. Um, we are playing better than we played last year. And look, I'm not, th- look. The game against the Tigers was an absolute shit show, and the second half against the um, the St George uh, Illawarra, when we had an eighteen point lead, was an equal shit show. It was we've had two, um, sorry, three halves of football, which has all just been a shit woeful, sh- woeful a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> like and it's um and it's 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 hard to watch, and this is a dark time. But you know, it's 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 that's no way moving forward to say this at the coach. That's just not like anyway. Like, I just think it's very interesting from from him point of view, his point of view being the the chairman of the, of the very team that's playing badly, and him not taking any responsibility himself, saying, "Well, it's not me, but it's uh, and it's." And he even mentioned, "Oh, it's not Matt Gidley too. Matt Gidley's running the club fine." So it's it, you know without saying that he, the the coach should be sacked. He he gave all this um, things to say the players should be playing better. And uh, all the staff around the uh, around the players should be should be coaching better. Um, it just it just showed a real ugh, look. The last without th- taking any responsibility and saying, look, the board needs to be better. It's look, a shit show. The rot starts at the top. The rot absolutely starts at the top. And if you've got blokes like him running around saying, oh, it's the coach's fault, blah blah blah, blah. I'm just a b- board member. I'm not responsible <laughs> at all. That is absolute bullshit. That is horse shit. And I'm sick of it because look, yeah, look, they've got to take responsibility. They are the people running this rugby league club. Yeah, they are the people making the decisions, making the appointments. They are making the appointments, and they should be the one. To, they should be the first to come out and say, "Look, we're behind Brownie 100 percent." Yeah, even though he's not getting the results, we can see what's going because he has access. He sees everything that's going on at that club. We don't see that. I don't, he needs to be able to come out and say, "Look, I've seen everything that Brownie's doing." Yes, I saw the scoreboard on the weekend. However, I also saw. Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C as to why we're keeping him. Not just, oh, we lost and maybe we should get rid of the coach. But like, yeah, also, he's a strange bloke to listen to because uh, just, it's funnily enough that he's in charge of, of a large vineyard because he sounds like someone that's at any stage when, it, but when he's making like a public 
talk that he's had two or three glasses of red. Look, that's just a good, good business decision. It's called quality <laughs> control. We all have to do it. It's why I continue to work in bars after all these years and liver transplants. <laughs> do you think? Do you think maybe he's there just testing the grapes constantly? Oh, like, you have to. Just have like, to. Just like Daryl, do you reckon he could bring us that uh, another bottle of the Cabernet Sauvignon? We got to go through it again. I'm not really sure. If Every it's single bottle. Well, I, I, look, I can safely say, having worked in a brewery, yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, there wasn't a keg of beer that went out of that brewery that I worked out that we didn't have at least half of. Well, it's it's he's definitely showing that he's in touch with his other business uh, connections because he sounds a little bit like a piss bloke at the pub. Like, and then uh, and then going back to two HD as well, he was due to appear on Talking Sport with the boys in the evening, and he did not. He, he was not. suddenly unavailable after being a. A very available for public uh, chat early in that day. Like, I think he got a bit too stuck into the Maitland Merlot. <laughs> I think what he's what what what's been done. I think the clubs had a meeting, uh, like a crisis meeting, if you will. And look, rightly so. This is the point at which you'd have these crisis talks and say, like, where are we going to go from here? Um, but like to to put like a notice on the let, let's just say we don't win another game for the rest of the year. Wh- like where like it, to say like oh look it looks like we're going to sign someone else and just. Look, it's just and like t- to to sort of highlight the oh look the club's been running really well from an administrative point of view and it looks like the sale of the club's going really well it looks like the West's going to buy it let's be honest um and just to just to go on from there and say that the coach is the issue um is is a real step back from everything that we've been working towards like and to say the results aren't there now again nine games to go like and just riding off the rest of the season it's it's something that's yeah, look, I don't, I don't think it's moving forwards at all. I think if anything, it's it's uh, moving sideways, no backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's digging sideways and then back. Sideways and then like some. They sort need of, to dig up. It's sort of stupid. <laughs> yes. Um. It's 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 yeah. We're not going. We're not going anywhere fast with that kind of attitude. Now, Liam, absolutely, and that's the kind of attitude that a person who is running a football club should not have. Yeah, like at one stage, he's in one aspect, he's saying that he has all the control, but another, he's saying that I have, you know, it's out of my hands, which is just, yeah, look, it's very. The man's un- a flip flopper. He's unprofessional, and he looks like he may have some ongoing health concerns. So that he he that's looks like a bag of melted flour. Yes, he like he's, you know, you leave flour out in the rain, it starts to melt into glue. Oh, I don't know. He's just like someone that I, I just think we should separate ourselves from the club. When we get a new ownership, I think he should be the first to go. Oh, um, absolutely. Because like, yeah, he he's not he's not good for the face of the club. He doesn't speak of the club well. And he seems like someone, even like, I'm sure if you look into it, he's probably made massive donations to the club and been very, very supportive on that level. But like, as far as um, he doesn't, he doesn't teach what he speaks now what's that he doesn't practice what What he he preaches preaches. yes Yes. uh yeah um which you know what it reminds me of it stinks of nathan tinkler it stinks of tinkler texting the players thinking that he's the be all and end all of the club while not taking any responsibility without actually happening at the club what what you can say you can say a lot of bad things about brownie but but you can you can't say that like he doesn't understand the game from his perspective like he is a he wasn't a premiership winning coach, was he? A premiership winning no. coach? No, no, oh no, God, no, 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 no. But he was, he was a coach that has coached teams at that level, uh, and he was a player that played at that level. He played in '99, didn't he? Yes, he did play in '99, the grand final against Melbourne Storm. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it was um. So like, it's it to say that you can say a lot of things about Nathan Brown, but he is he does know what he he's talking about. That's it. Save Brian McGuigan for the social nights. He uh, knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he brought in. Uh, yeah, crack us another bottle of Penfolds, Brian. Would you like? Sure. Get the Grange, bud. Get the Grange. Get the Grange out. Like, yeah. But, but like, when it comes to on-field matters and matters of staffing, and roster and all that kind of stuff, get him out of there. In the end, it's making his rich mates 
uh, look bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd just play- like to say good day to Brian as well. He's an avid <laughs> listener of the show. Uh, you know, how are you? We might be getting him on next week, actually. You know, uh, he, I, I'll uh, be over in the morning with Panadol and coffee. <laughs> I think he'll be probably blacked out by this point anyway. So. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, now, Liam, your sack. The sack. It's full oh, this week. It's a big sack this week. Isn't it? Look, we have tangentially covered sorry, a lot of the issues in the sack, but we're, well, we'll still cover them. We'll, we'll cover them in a more pointed fashion now. Yeah. Kay Wilson. Mm. Uh, owner of the uh, aforementioned uh, clubs, yeah, the structural the ruin, st- ruinous clubs. Of but uh, look, Kelly yeah. asks his question is simple: Why, why the fuck did Nathan Brown drop Brock Lamb, touted as the future of the club, and keep Feeney? We've covered that a lot. <laughs> we actually, yeah, we did discover that. But I would like to add that uh, Kelly Wilson uh, states that Jalen Feeney is without a doubt the worst footballer in the NRL. Look, like, I was like, just I was current, trying to come up with a doubt, trying to think of someone who might be performing worse than him. But currently, I don't think there's anyone currently. currently. No. What about that? What about that player, Danny Williams, that used to that, that hit uh, Mark O'Neill and got 18 weeks suspension? That King hit him. Remember he that did, in yeah. 2004? That was Danny? Yeah, Danny Williams. He King hit him. It was a. He was pretty bad. He was pretty bad. But he was more <laughs> bad in that he King hit someone on the football field. Not bad as in he was not. He sucked at football. Yeah, that's true. So that's different kind of bad. Different kind of bad. But yeah. like you, you the uh, Greg Smith, Philadelphia Eagles. Greg Smith, <laughs> the guy the, the Knights signed. Who again, also like. played for the Knights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to so. go back to the last <laughs> Knights marquee signing. To uh, so yeah, look, Kelly, great question. Uh, we accidentally answered it before we asked it, but uh, but yes, no. Just, just we're just, going by Jeopardy now. We so answer <laughs> questions with answers. <laughs> so uh, Kelly, if you'd like an answer to your question, just rewind about sixteen minutes. Now, <laughs> another avid listener of the show and frequent contributor, Timmy Ray. Timothy Timothy Ar- Reginald Tano. Timothy Reginald Tano, the Maltese... Falcon. No, no he's more The like, Maltese Pigeon. <laughs> he's more like, yeah. <laughs> the Maltese Sparrow. He's the Maltese Street Bird. Yes. <laughs> now, Timmy, uh, uh, Timmy's got a long and in-depth paragraph. It's very good, but oh, I'll sum it up with his first up. line as he's done so beautifully. How do they fix it? Yes. Okay. Now, How do we fix it? When we talk about, because I think he mentions in that that Bennett couldn't couldn't do it. He does. But uh, you know, Bennett regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Bennett represents everything of not solely why we're in this club. Oh, sorry, in this club. <laughs> while we're in this situation, while the club's in this situation, but it's 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 definitely the the turning point at which where the club saw prosperity, like in 2013, when we played in the qualifying final. Um, and that wasn't too long ago. Like, you know, but now now we have obviously a completely different roster. And when we invested so hard in Bennett, we look for a quick fix. We look for, a, this is the new coach. We're giving him full confidence. Sign whoever you want. We can get all these big names, to play, like players to, to come play for us. And, um, you know, win us a premiership. Which is what absolutely beggars belief for me right now. Knights fans are all saying, sack Brownie, bring in a new coach. Bring in a superstar coach. We tried that with Nathan Bennett. And it... What? Nathan Bennett. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dear friend, Nathan Bennett. Uh, darts, as we used to call him. Yes. He, uh, I think he smoked his first cigarette when he was nine and never gave up. <laughs> um, no, Wayne Bennett. Oh, shout out, Darts. Good to, good to hear from you, mate. Hope you're listening. Yeah, no, we, uh, we did that. Yeah. We brought in Wayne Bennett. The super coach, we said, oh, he's going to fix everything. It's going to be great. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that a change of coach does not necessarily equate to success. It's it doesn't matter who you bring in, when you bring him in, 
how well regarded he is, what players he has connections with. If the systems aren't in place, it's just not going to work, which is why I am absolutely mystified that so many Knights fans think that sacking the coach and putting someone else in is just going to be this quick fix. It's going to fix it and we'll be winning games, you know, at the turn of a bloody, I'm so angry this podcast now. You'll have to forgive, <laughs> forgive me. Um, I'll have to clean this microphone off later. There's a lot of spittle on it. A lot of spit, But yeah, yeah no, spittle. look, we've been there before. Knights fans, we have a short... Unless it's talking about 97 or 2001, we have really short, short memories. memories. Yeah. We've dumped coaches and brought in new coaches. And it hasn't worked then, and it won't work now. We need to stick by the coach, allow him to get the full use of his plan, and then, and only then, are you going to have success. Craig Bellamy... Is another example, actually, Timothy uh, cites in his question. You know, he says, how are we going to get systems like Melbourne? We're going to get systems like Melbourne by leaving our head coach in charge to build the systems. Yeah. Craig Bellamy has been at the Storm, as far as I'm concerned, since they were actually first created. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. A long, <laughs> long pretty, time. I can't remember. The, if, was there a first coach of the Storm? 1998, they were coached by, I don't know, some dickhead. Some dickhead. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, Timmy cites the example of Melbourne. Great example. Great systems. Great fundamentals. And you know why? Because they've had Craig Bellamy in place for so long that he's been allowed to build up these systems. You cannot just cut a coach out, bring in another coach, have him stamp his systems and succeed immediately. I've and these Knights fans who are disparaging the team and disparaging Brownie just don't seem to get that. Yeah, look, I think it's important to look at other teams. When we, if you get very focused on the Knights, you just think two spoons and we're looking at a third. And it's very easy to be like, well, it must be something with the coach. Get rid of the coach. But if you look at other coaches available that have much better rosters than ours. Which, yeah, sorry, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> no. uh, so, um, example, Stephen Kearney. Like, look at their roster at the Warriors. That guy's a shit-house coach. But, uh, look at our roster at the Knights. And just look at the players objectively and look at the amount of games that they played, their, their representative um, opportunities, their representative times, their representative history. Honours. Honours. Honours would be a much better word than the three I tried with. Um, I thought they were good there. Yeah, or, can, or maybe can, as we use them as one, but like all, yeah, all together they might have been good. Anyway, but like if you look at their their kind of players that they have, like their their Ryan Hoffman's, their their Steve Mannerings, the the Isaac Luke's, the the Roger Tuivasa Sheck, Roger Tuivasa Sheck, all these massive signings that 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 they had um uh, that they have with them right now, right now playing. They're not working to a future. The future is there. And they're still dudding. They're still dudding. They're playing like busted They've got asses. Kieran Foran. Kieran goddamn Foran playing with Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. They've Gordon. got a Kiwi spine. Yeah, yeah. and then they've got Isaac Luke at hooker. And, and they're then, still dudding. You think Knights fans are pissed off? Imagine being a Warriors fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. If we can only tune into the Warriors podcast. What's, it, what's that called again? I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything funny. <laughs> Users, there you go. For Liam's Mail Sack next week, if you can think of a humorous name for the Warriors podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We might say it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we won't get anything. But we won't we'll use say it. it. We might use it. Uh, but yeah, like there's far better coaches with far better rosters, who while not being as bad as the Knights, are far worse than they should be. Arguably, yeah. the Knights are actually kind of punching above their weight. Yeah, other coaches with better rosters are punching way below their weight. This is not. A, this is not a le like. Just especially the Warriors, uh, we talked about earlier with uh, the Bulldogs playing well under their ability. Look at the the Bulldogs roster, uh, and they have Des Hasler, multi premiership winning coach in the last six years. No, six years. Yeah, six years. Won two thousand and ten. Was it two nine eight? Anyway, they've won premierships. He's been in grand finals. You think it's he took the, he took the dogs to a grand final in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, and then only three years down the track now, and he's just been re signed, and they're stuck with him. 
and that was to bring Kieran Foran to a team that he thinks is going to do do well. And not uh, only that, that's been Dez's whole recruitment. There's a one the interesting fact about the Bulldogs. There is one Bulldogs junior there, Josh Reynolds. Guess where Josh Reynolds is going to be next year? The Tigers. That's <laughs> a good guess, Nagy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know that's a a great example of the Dogs did not do anything about developing. They got in a great coach and said. You know, do whatever you want. You've got some great players who've been bought. Buy yeah. some more great players. Success. It didn't work. It hasn't worked, and it probably won't work for the dogs for the next five or six years. That club's going to go into the shitter very soon. Yeah. But you know, we need to take these examples and say, look, yeah. this doesn't work. This the doesn't quick work. fix never works. It never works, and especially yeah, sacking a coach and putting in like like if we got a new coach in like sorry, read read the next question. Well, actually, yes, yeah, Snaggy, you've brought up that. Well, <laughs> this uh, leads into the next question. Now, Liam Jones is a. Uh, now, this was an interesting one. It was a question posed to another user on the discussion board. Who who do you replace Brownie? All these people calling for Brownie sackings. Who do you get to replace him? There's literally no one. There's, There's literally no one that could. Like, well, you've got Jeff Tuvey in the Super League. Yeah, like so, like, he's he's, he's he coaching was the other side. Relatively successful, but uh, with yeah. the Sea Eagles. But again, he was handed a very good Sea Eagles roster. I believe it was a Premiership winning roster, and took it downhill. Well, like I think, like I think he should have been sacked at the time. But like uh, anyway, like who who else is? You've there? got John Cartwright. He's a clipboard carrying assistant coach. Well, like, everyone says he's a remarkably successful coach, but in his ten years at the Titans, I think they made the semis twice. Yeah, yeah. And got bungled out really quickly. He like he was always at the bottom half of the league, and like he just kept his job. It was amazing that he kept. That's his it. Job People for so talk long. about him being such a you know a good, long-standing, successful coach. They only made the finals twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the other example is Laurie Daly. Some people saying he's going to need a job after Origin. No, Highly no, no. unlikely. Look, look, like you can Mag- rule that one out. Michael Maguire, Michael Maguire doing very, very under good things. Under good? What's under good? wrong with my vocabulary? <laughs> so many things, Maggie. Yeah. So many things. Very, very underwhelming. 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 Yes, um, I'm not whelmed. Uh, things with with a very good roster at South. Um, and like, sure, they got the winner of the Panthers, but then you bring in Hook. Hook started performing. Ricky Stewart. A former Blues coach is taking this Canberra side that everyone was praising for their recruitment last year, and now they might not even make the finals. The fact that, you know, Hook is even being discussed, Anthony Griffin is being discussed as, oh, let's sack Brownie, let's get Griffin in, is an absolute farce because Hook was dumped for the very same reason people want to dump Brownie. Yeah. We're working on a development plan. Panthers five-year plan, which by the way they're now in year seven. Remember we were discussing early uh, last. Oh, but, week? Uh, but the hook, hook was dumped yeah. off of the Penrith. Hook was dumped from from Brisbane, and then dumped from Penrith. No, Hook still coaches Penrith. Oh wait, yeah, he was dumped <laughs> from Brisbane. You've lost a week. We spoke about this earlier. You thought this was. I a, did. I did think it was last week. Yes. <laughs> wait, An- is Anthony Griffin coaching at Penrith now? Still. Still. Who huh. do you think was? Oh no! Wait, yeah, I'm gonna mix up. Ivan Cleary, Cleary, that's the thing. Ivan Cleary was brought in Penrith. Yep, we're doing a great five-year plan. Blah 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 blah. After two years, Ivan Cleary is dumped. All of a sudden, they're at year seven in a five-year plan with little to no success, no premierships, and fewer finals appearances than they'd like. Didn't that work out bloody great? No. So I can see that whistle in your. It's the whistle's back. <laughs> so it's a bit more a wee. It's a wheeze. It's a wheeze. But yeah, like uh, people are. You know, coming up with these examples... <laughs> Have you swallowed a dog toy? <laughs> people coming up with these examples of players they should replace our coach with who were themselves dumped and the clubs went into, you know, yeah. a deeper hole than they were when the coach was there. 
I've gone cross. See the again. signs. How can you not see the signs, Knights fans? Please. Like, Bear with Brownie. Well, look, I'm with Brownie. I'm on his side. I'm with him all the way. Hashtag I'm with Brownie. I'm with Brownie. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're starting it. Um I'll ride with Brownie. Should we start? Hashtag that? five in the brown. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll 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 sit on a bus with Brownie. Oh. Like, just so he doesn't get abused by these copious men over sixties. Yep. Um, I'm with, I'm look, you gotta look long term. When you got a young side like this that has been absolutely gutted after a few years of shit. Mm, mm. You gotta just give the man a bloody chance. It's all look, it's always darkest before the dawn. I was gonna say that, yeah, like really? in the like in the Batman. Is that yeah, what it's the from? night's darkest before the dawn. I thought it Remember was from Remember the Dark Knight? I That's why they named the movie The Dark Knight. I thought it was from Lord of the Rings. No, The Dark Knight was because the Batman was The Dark Knight and Harvey yeah, but then was he, The White but, Knight. Yeah, but then he says, Remember, the night is always darkest before the dawn. He never says that. He says that. You've all right. Okay. Uh, he does say that actually. I remember it well. All right. Someone comment in if that's actually not what he Batman says. doesn't say it, but someone says it about the the crime wave in Gotham. Anyway, <laughs> but, but we digress, Naggy. We digress yet again. Digress away. Do we well, have any other questions in your sack, Liam? No, that that's it. Go- and I've got one answer to all of the questions. Sack and brownie isn't the answer. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't move forward. It it's it sounds nice and it's see but like we it sounds easy it doesn't sound nice it yeah. sounds easy yeah look we we could do this we did it against Rick Stone we said. easy never won a premiership yeah that's right that's right look it's gonna be great in a, in in a few years time when we're talking about the finals we talk about a winning side each week uh, but look let's we might not, be dead before then yes we might be and we're dwelling a lot on the <laughs> which actually is oh, oh, such good lead in there and you've just oh, interrupted right. me well, I was gonna say that's not saying much given our. Lifestyles, we should probably be dead next week. <laughs> um, yeah, like we've got to stop dwelling on the past, as you like to do, Liam, because you are a bit of a history buff and uh, you like to find out where the Knights players have uh, been before and uh, where where are they now in a bit of a blast from the past. Yes, uh, much like the Brendan Fraser comedy of the same name, starring Alicia Silverstone. Oh, that's when he was in the sa- in he was the in the in the the house under the ground. For thirty, for how long was it? Fallout shelter. It was like thirty years. For thirty years, and then he came in. He's like, "How does everything work? Yeah. What are these a mobile? A phones? black man? <laughs> he was amazed at seeing a black man. That was a, that's probably why his career is doing so well now. Yeah. Did also, if you watch the original Mummy, right? No, I've never seen it. The original Mummy with Brendan Fraser. No, I've never seen it. Oh, you have it's to. Too scary. <laughs> No, seriously. I tried to make you watch it as a kid and I said no. It might be scary when you were watching it as a child, but surely now as a can't 27... Okay. Can I move on from that? All right. Uh, but like, like, just Same w- reason I can't visit the church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nagy, you had a question for me. No, no, no. I was just saying, Justice, if you have a chance to watch uh, the original Mummy with Brendan Fraser, have a look at his hair. It's obviously a hairpiece. I can't stop staring at it. No, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just, just a little bit of a point. Bit of a point that he was going bald very early on, and everyone's saying now that he's bald and useless. But he was bald then, and he's bald now. And I didn't even know he was bald now. <laughs> okay, now, now, wait, wait, wait. Blast from the past. You like to do got? a bit of a blast from, from the, the past. past. And, Who have you got uh, for me this week, Nagy? Uh, we have Benjamin Kennedy. Oh, BK, what a player! Multi multi year player with the Knights. He was. I haven't got the stats with me, but two thousand and one Premiership winner. Played a bunch of Origins, number of tests for our New Zealand. Over a hundred games for the Knights. And came from the Northern Eagles. Yes. He was kind of one of the archetypes, the early archetypes well, of the hard came running. Came from the Northern Eagles. Uh, came from the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, came from the Canberra Raiders. Went, went to the, the Northern, Northern Eagles, Eagles and then yeah. on to uh, the 
Manly Seagulls when they uh, changed that. But, you know, BK, he was a great servant for the club. Played some great footy, a lot of rep footy while he was here. He was, a, he was actually a member of a very famous family. It was uh, The Kennedys. The Kennedys. were quite tragic. Uh, no, but very, uh, very few members of the family made it past 40. Brother of uh, Bobby, I believe, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Johnny, I think. Bob. Yeah, first Irish Catholic in the White House. You know, wouldn't you believe it? You know, coming from the first Irish Catholic in the White House, and uh, he ends up, his brother, playing for the Newcastle Knights. Oh, that's crazy, crazy. He, he couldn't. He couldn't leave the house without an assassination attempt. That was really weird. There was a few attempts on his life. I didn't I think NRL players were that popular. But they, I don't know something about the Kennedys. People just want to kill them. People just want to get after them. Yeah. So that was a bit of a, a bit of a tragedy that he was. Uh, yeah, it was that, like, that he like you know those few attempts on his. I mean, life. there was one. There was, there was one time where he was a. Uh, Taken in a high tackle and tore a hamstring. They reckon there was a second tackler on the grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously, we all in Newcastle now know and love BK for uh, revolutionising this uh, city's ethnic cuisine, which is with his wonderful taqueria. Yeah. Uh, Guzmani Gomez. Uh, we'd love some free burritos. <laughs> speaking speaking English, Liam. Sorry, like Guzman I Gomez. Gomez. I swear, you, every time that you want to speak in another, you just speak from the very front of your throat and then you start talking like this and then it's like oh, it's a lot of neck wobbling so it's like yeah. Fomine Bianco <laughs> and then it's like Unine Gomez like, and it's just like you're in slight slow motion what are you trying to say slightly drunk <laughs> but yes no BK I mean you know coming from a very famous family the first family at one point the first family coming ended out here up uh, becoming the first Man of Newcastle, I guess. Probably should have got yeah. the Clive, Clive Churchill in 2001 uh, over, over our great Joey Johns. <laughs> he had a really good game. He did have a really good game. But he's also our greatest uh, burrito distributor now. Oh, in, absolutely. Daylight to second. Daylight to So that's a, what a great blast in the past. I always wonder oh, where these people end up. But uh, if anyone wants to know where BK ended up, you can just swing past Gilman's on Gumani Gomez. Gumani Gomez. Oh, I can't say it still. Tell them uh, the jail sent you. On, uh, yeah, tell them the jail sent and be removed from the building almost <laughs> immediately. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll catch you next week for round... F- uh, f- I can't remember. The r- it'll be episode 14. No, episode 15. Yeah, <laughs> Maggie lost a week. Damn it. <laughs> um, but keep it on us for on Facebook and please like us as well as uh, listen to us on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. All the social parts. We recently have a Twitter handle. Is that what they call them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. Do we know what it is? We have it written down somewhere. But yes, keep it, keep we'll it write on. it down to you, all listeners. The, all the social pipes, please keep an eye out for us. Uh, thank you so much for Liam. Liam, thank you so much for listening. Liam, thank you so much for with me. Nodding Let's again. Let's end it there. <laughs> Let's just end it there. <laughs> we'll catch you next week, Justice. Thank you very much. 